This is the JT and Looney Podcast. I am the President of the United States of America, clothed in immense power. Looney and I, for years on the radio, always said we didn't want to put our feet up. We didn't want to take the easy way out. We didn't want to do lazy radio. But I finally found something that I want to talk about that's kind of in that category, but I love. Okay. It's the Mount Rushmore of sports. Okay, hang on. Let me put my feet up. Yeah, put right. your feet up there. It's a podcast. That's what you can do. We can be in a garage. Right. We can be in a backyard and do all this because Mount Rushmore, what's so unique about it is there's only four presidents on Mount Rushmore. Thomas Jefferson, George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, and Theodore Roosevelt. But there should be more. Ronald Reagan, John F. Kennedy. We look at all our great presidents going forward. Can some? No, we're stuck on four. And as we bring that to sports, we now have the Mount Rushmore of sports where we take the four greatest athletes to play for an organization, to play a sport. And it's only four. No honorable mention, nothing, just four. And I think that's important as we begin with this because you could always have that extra guy. We call it an honorable mention. Yes. Honorable mention. No. In, In sports, you have the gold medal at the Olympics, but they have a silver and a bronze. In baseball, you have the World Series basketball, the NBA Larry O'Brien Trophy. We don't give out juice boxes for second place. And in Mount Rushmore, we don't go with five or six. we got to stick with four. So let's get into some Mount Rushmore categories here. And I want to begin with something a little bit different, something really important to you comedians. I've always thought that you were a really funny guy. Thank you. You love comedians. You love the history of comedy, and when we were putting this together, and I don't know what you're going to say here, I knew how difficult it was for you to come up with a Mount Rushmore. Oh, incredibly difficult. When I was a kid, my mother would put us to bed with Bill Cosby albums. He's had such a great influence on my life. Brilliant stand-up comic. Brilliant storyteller. I love the art of storyteller. Storytelling, and his albums would be, one side would be a story, the other sides would be clips from a stand-up comedy act. And even the way he's had such an influence on me in using a microphone, he would do wild things with the microphone that a lot of other guys didn't do in terms of sound effects, you know. And because of recent, uh, because of recent things that have happened in Bill Cosby's life, he won't make my Mount Rushmore. But boy, it was close. And, and let me stop you there for a second. He definitely, if he didn't have these issues, going to jail, the way he treated women, Me Too movement, which we're going to get to in a later podcast. He definitely would have been on the Mount Rushmore because of the way he broke down barriers. An African-American comedian who accomplished fame on top of the comedy of the Cosby show. And you won't put him on. Yeah, can't put him on. And it's too bad because he would have replaced Don Rickles, who I have, on my Mount Rushmore. So strong. I know. Longevity is a big thing here. and, And that's what Bill had. You know, some guys forget how to do what they do, like Joe Flacco forgot how to play quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens. Eddie Murphy <laughs> forgot how to be funny and was a brilliant stand-up comedian. having kids. He has 10 kids yeah, now. I know. It'll, it'll take women. the funny out of you. And Rickles was born funny and died funny, so he would be on my Mount Rushmore. It all starts, though, actually with Lenny Bruce. Lenny Bruce is the godfather of mixing politics and comedy and social political commentary. Anybody who watches nighttime comedy talk shows and thinks that the mixing of politics and comedy is something new doesn't know the history of comedy. And uh, talk to any legendary stand-up, 
And Lenny Bruce was the role model for so many, especially social. Should we all comedies. go back and study Lenny Bruce more? Because oh I know God. in the documentaries and the comedy and the way he was Dustin getting arrested. Dustin won an Academy Award playing Lenny yeah. Bruce uh, in a movie. And it was a terrific. And that's what turned me on uh, to Lenny Bruce. And then a high school wrestling coach, very influential in my life, gave me a Lenny Bruce album as a high school graduation gift. And that also changed my life in terms of uh, social political commentary, how to think in terms of uh, uh, social political issues. And so Lenny Bruce would be on that. George Carlin, because he's the best that ever existed. That's why he's on my Mount You would Rushmore. have him at number one, but Mount Rushmore, we don't have to put it one through four. Right. You just got to be one of them. Absolutely. When you look at what he accomplished, especially going out on big comedy tours, what he did on college campuses, the profanity he used and how he crossed over and how he went right to the edge. A brilliant, brilliant comedian. Absolutely. By the way, came from radio originally. And another thing about him, too, is my my broadcast philosophy was always George Carlin-esque in the way that simple for the simple, smart for the smart, never explain it. Silly for the silly, and he would he would weave this quilt of social political commentary with fart jokes and and language and wordplay. Brilliant, and Steve Martin. Wow, that would really upset a lot of comics. Probably that I would have Steve Martin. Steve on the Mount Martin, Rushmore. but I'm in charge. Your, yeah, you're in charge. <laughs> this is a loony Mount Rushmore of comedians. He filled stadiums in the 70s and 80s. He really kind of launched a rebirth of comedy in the way that young comics said, I want to fill stadiums. Not just, it wasn't smoky comedy clubs and strip clubs like the previous three. He was filling actual arenas and stadiums. 20,000, 30,000. Steve Martin when he blew up in the 70s with Let's Get High and Wild and Crazy Guy and the Saturday Night Live boost of his career as well, he was the he, he may have sold more live tickets for stand-up Absolutely. comedy, I believe, than anybody in the history of, of, of the his art. his impact on Saturday Night Live oh. and what he did to take that to another level. When it, he went on Saturday Night Live, it was a national phenomenon. He was coming on. He loved the show. He loved pushing envelopes. He was there with Dan Aykroyd and Belushi and all the great comics at that time. And he was looked at at a young age. As comic royalty, and that show had a lot to yeah, do with it. Yeah, he was prematurely gray, but he was also very, and very the young albums, when that and was the happening. albums. Young kids today who are listening don't understand what it's like before our time when our parents would play comedy albums. albums. You talk about that with Cosby, but Steve Martin, there were lines around Tower Records in Los Angeles when his albums to get would come Steve, out. And Lenny Bruce probably had 20 or 30 albums. Same with George Carlin. And so, yeah, comedy albums were a huge thing back in the day for some of these some of these legends. And Steve Martin also turned on educated people to the art of doing stand-up comedy. He was a philosophy major in college. He studied some heady stuff. So it turned on, you know, like a lot of times, because Lenny Bruce and Don Rickles, George Carlin, you know, didn't have fancy degrees in the way that Steve Martin did. So it turned on bright guys who were, you know, who had incredible impressive degrees into going into the art of stand-up comedy. Incredible Mount Rushmore. Now I want to take a jackhammer and start talking about this. Because I think okay. it's great, because you put a lot of thought into that. Right. First off, you don't have a woman 
I know. On top of Mount Rushmore. Uh, The woman is obviously Joan Rivers. Uh, Joan Rivers was a pioneer when it came to comedy. All due respect to Phyllis Diller. We want to keep our podcast young. (laughs) But we'll have Joan Rivers in there. And what Joan Rivers was able to accomplish on the Johnny Carson show, on the Tonight Show originally, getting her own show, Late Night Show. And then the fact, and her documentary was brilliant. Being Joan. Being Joan on how she continued to look at her planner. I have my planner in front of me. And she was a creature of her planner, knowing that she wanted to work every day. She didn't want to have an empty box. Except for Thanksgiving. Right. That was it. And to be there and get on a plane, get to an airport, and go try out new comedy what a career that she had, and she'd be close to any Mount Rushmore when it comes to that. Yeah, I almost feel guilty when you point that out because I always thought she was terrific. And for some reason, you know, it's tough for, for female comics because a lot of times, especially with Joan, guys guys have a little bit of a fear of loud women and a fear of funny women, and so they don't, don't do quite well with the art of stand-up comedy. Fortunately, some of that is changing, and she was the pioneer of that, where a lot of women had the guts to go do it because of her. And if Ellen. Could, Ellen DeGeneres. Oh absolutely. My God. And I back. saw, you know, I used to hang out. When I first moved to L.A., I went to the improv. And at that time, they were pulling a lot of people out of the improv and giving them sitcoms because of the success of Seinfeld. And I saw Seinfeld before he did the sitcom, and he was like a shiny penny. You know how you pull change out of your pocket and you see the 2018 penny, and it's always so much, you automatically know, ooh, that's a 2018. Cause it's, and, and Seinfeld was so much different from all the others. But the others that I was seeing were Ellen and Rosie O'Donnell and Roseanne, speaking of the women anyway, and they were all terrific. But there was also Paul Reiser. And so many others who were pulled out and got their own sitcoms. They were Jim Carrey. Jim, Jim Carrey, Carrey was brilliant. I saw Still Jim is. Carrey plenty of times. And Jim Carrey, unlike the others, when I hung out there a lot, I would get to see everyone work on their 20 minutes. You know, th- that was the key. You know, you, you add some, you subtract some, you add some, you, you work on your best 20 minutes when you're going from club to club. Jim Carrey never did the same thing twice, ever. I want to get back to Seinfeld because that's a badge of honor for me. We grew up in the same town. Massapequa, you Long and Jerry Seinfeld, yeah. along with Joey Buttafuoco, the Stray Cats, uh-huh. the Baldwin brothers. When the Baldwins okay. are behaving, <laughs> I bring them in. When they're misbehaving, <laughs> I don't mention them. But I want to get back to Jerry Seinfeld because, as a kid, when my grandmother lived at our home for a portion of my life, and the Tonight Show was on, Jerry Seinfeld's dad owned a sign shop up the street from my house in Massapequa. It was called Seinfeld Signs, and Jerry lived in Massapequa. I lived in North Massapequa. And when Jerry was young and going to appear on the Johnny Carson Tonight Show, his dad made signs on both sides of a station wagon and would drive up and down our blocks with a horn and telling everybody. We'd come out and it'd say, Jerry is going to be on the Tonight Show tonight. So we felt like this was big. Our guy from our town, a lot older than me, but he's going to be on the Tonight Show. And I remember those early appearances. And then before Seinfeld. That's that's a really cute story. It was. was, I remember my whole life walking. Even when I go home now to see my parents and I go to Broadway in Massapequa where Seinfeld signs used to be. I'll take a picture there or a selfie or we'll talk about that because it stayed with me. And I always rooted for Jerry Seinfeld. And then the Stan Cup. And then he embarked on a career of doing big, big comedy shows. But Seinfeld, I think... As a television pioneer with Larry David in comedy and the success of that show and what it's done in syndication, 
you've got to put Jerry Seinfeld, or I will, on my Mount Rushmore because he's not stopping. I live here in Vegas. He sells out the Coliseum at Caesars all the time. Whenever he does a stand-up, he filled in and did the monologue for Fallon recently. He's still at the top of his game, comedians getting coffee and cars. Everything oh, he does is outside the box. I always said, what's he going to do after that TV show? He can do whatever he wants, but he's still out there performing in clubs, performing in arenas because he's Jerry freaking Seinfeld. He's that good. And those are his roots. And one of the reasons why we're doing this podcast together, because you go back to your roots and what do you love to do? We like to sit down in front of a microphone and talk about stuff because we're interested in everything. And that's what he does. So what, what do I want to go back to do? What, what's going to make me live the longest? And Seinfeld says, I'll go tell jokes into a microphone. And he always works clean. He's a G-rated comic who's just a brilliant storyteller, and he's got the reps in because he's been doing it since he was 18. And we didn't mention Sam Kennison, who we were talking oh. about before the podcast, how much. We were just talking about him on another topic as you drove from L.A. to Las Vegas, and what would the world be like if Sam Kennison was still Had taken here? a plane, he'd still Absolutely. be with us. And he was Mount Rushmore. He's the he size was. of Mount Rushmore. He, you felt like you were in a room, because he was another guy I used to see at the Improv who would blow us all over. Away. And a friend of ours, Jay Moore, was a oh, successful podcast. So and good. comedians we've met over our career, we've been lucky enough to have on the radio. That is a great Mount Rushmore. I want to move to baseball. I'm a Yankee fan. Oh, okay. For those who know me, I'm a diehard Yankee fan. And without a doubt, this is the toughest Mount Rushmore in sports. With all due respect to other organizations and even other sports, the Yankee Mount Rushmore out of the gate has Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig. You cannot touch them. It's Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig, the Iron Man, the Sultan of SWAT. So there's only two more spots available. And then, to me, a lock you can't touch is Joe DiMaggio. Joe DiMaggio, Joe and Joe, the great center fielder for the Yankees. All of his accomplishments, his hitting streak of 56 games, all the championships with the Yankees. You cannot touch him because of the way he took the Yankees from the Ruth and Gehrig era to their championship run, which I don't think we'll ever see again. Well, that brings you to a problem. You've yeah. only got one more. I know. And in that other spot, it should be a lock for Mickey Mantle. For what Mickey Mantle means for all Yankee fans, any Yankee fan, young and old, knows that Mickey Mantle was probably the greatest athlete by far to ever put on the pinstripes. Injuries to his knees, the strikeouts, the home runs, but the fact that the Mick had everybody in New York, around the world, understanding the Yankees with this tremendous speed and power to hit home runs off the facade, to hit them out of stadiums, I think i got to leave them out. Oh, good. You should leave them out. I'm on your diversity committee. You've got to leave them out. you got to bring younger people to the mount. And you've, you've got to have tourists to a younger. You've got to have tourists. It's a very diverse America now. It's not just full of white guys anymore. you got to bring a <laughs> lot of people to your Mount Rushmore. Give me somebody else. Yogi Berra. He doesn't fit that. <laughs> Yogi Berra. <laughs> Three-time MVP. Those who don't like Italians would say, okay, that works. <laughs> Three-time MVP, 10 World Series. Uh -huh. 10. For Yogi Berra, the most accomplished Yankee when it comes to rings. Whitey Ford as a pitcher. But I think the final spot comes down to Derek Jeter. There we go. Derek Jeter yes. as the modern player. Number, flavor. number two, Derek Jeter. And the accomplishments of five World Series. And then the hammer of God. Mariano Rivera, okay. 
the greatest closer of all time. So I think Jeter and Rivera, two of the all-time great Yankees, one of them behind Ruth, Gehrig, and DiMaggio makes that the greatest Mount Rushmore in sports. Well, the reason I like Derek Jeter, too, as I was talking about being on the diversity committee, is because baseball has been so diverse over the years. He's a mixed-race guy. He was also, even leaving that aside, because that makes some people uncomfortable, uh, he maybe have been the classiest Yankee yeah. ever. Almost in the LeBron James way, never got in trouble he was like a statue. He didn't do anything. He, he was. He he well, was. He did a lot. That's <laughs> no. the front okay, doorman of his condo in New York <laughs> City. What he did. What he did did not end up on page six. It did not. He was very smart. Or the front page and sharp about what he was or doing. The and, back page and then Rivera to come in and for Ver- Rivera yeah. to come in and pitch in those spots. In those safe situations. We don't even let closers in the Hall of Fame. Why are we going to let them on your Mount Rushmore? That's why you're keeping them off. Yep. You, told, you, know, you don't want to have a closer on a Mount Rushmore, and I could live with that. So we'll, I'll go with Gehrig, obviously DiMaggio, Ruth, and Jeter, leaving out Whitey Ford, Mariano Rivera, Yogi Berra, and Mickey Bleepin' Mantle. That's what Mount Rushmore is about if you want to do a deep dive. Who's left out and how great are the guys left on the mountain? And this is what broadcasting is all about, JT. We need to do that was narrow casting. You're a Yankee fan. I know. How about your Mount Rushmore? And I don't even know if you're ready for this. How about your Mount Rushmore for baseball, period? From the beginning of time to 2018, it's going up next year. The chisels are going to start chiseling. I thought most podcasts were pre-taped, and when they went over that, you're just going right at me. <laughs> yes. With this. Let me do it quickly here. I think Babe Ruth is on Mount Rushmore, yep. without a doubt. Henry Aaron. Thank you. Henry Aaron. Greatest baseball player ever. Is there. Then you have to go with who my dad thought was the greatest player of all time, Willie Mays. Willie Mays. See, those are my first So three. you have three there. And then you wonder, because Babe Ruth was a pitcher, but we're not putting him there for pitching. Right. Then you start having to look at guys and accomplished players. My favorite baseball player of all time was Pete Rose. Right. Right, our friend. And, and that Pete would please Rose. people. That would yeah. please a lot of people. you got to bring the tourists in. Because oh. of what Pete accomplished over his entire career. And I'm not talking about gambling and allegations outside. I'm just talking about a champion and the way he was able to play multiple positions, ran Charlie Hustle, played in the biggest of games and was a star, a perennial all-star. Let's stop this. I'm going with Pete Rose, and I'll fight like Game of Thrones to the death of anybody who wants to take Pete Rose off the Mount Rushmore. Well, you said leave out scandals, leave out the gambling, leave out that stuff. No, that's also what makes Baseball, sports, etc. Interesting. They're not cartoons. They're humans. They're flawed. I think that's another reason why you put Pete Rose up there. And you include the information as you stand down there in Montana or North Dakota and South Dakota, wherever we find the rock. You include that information well, as you then, stand there then and that look would at the stuff. That would lead to Barry Bonds, who I've been right. very critical of because I believe he knowingly took performance-enhancing drugs. He went from 500 to 700-plus, flat out by cheating. That's my opinion. So he doesn't become Willie Mays. He doesn't become Henry Aaron unless he uses the shortcut to do that. But the way he was a five-tool player and how unique he was, he was one of the greatest players. He could have been in the discussion, but I think he only gets to the Mount Rushmore by cheating. How about this? As a salute to the Latino players, we include 
Roberto Absolutely. Clemente. In a conversation, he wouldn't get on my Mount Rushmore, but the last guy could be, for those who want to Google it, Cy Young. Ty Cobb. Right. You can't, we want to bring modern people to the tourist trap, which is our Mount Rushmore. Right. But when but you, you look at salute to history, yeah. It's, it's when you tough. look at Stan Musial, when you look at all these players, Walter Johnson, Honus Wagner, our African American listeners are screaming Satchel Page. They, Satchel they Page. should be screaming Jackie Robinson. Also, oh God, you're right. If you look at Jackie yeah. Robinson's yep. entire career, but there are players like Ken Griffey Jr. who might have had more talent than all of them. If you were just going to have one pitcher. Would it be Sandy Koufax or Bob Gibson? All the legends, Nolan Ryan, Rogers Hornsby was a great overall player, but you can only have four. And I'm happy you brought that out of me. That's yes. what I love about this podcast going forward. As we wrap this I one to up, I want to throw a curveball at you and just look at your we face. We threw not a bone. We threw a tip of the cap to Pete Rose, yeah, who will have on this podcast down the road as a good friend. That's I wouldn't, your friend. I wouldn't be sitting here doing a radio show if it wasn't for Pete Rose. And down the road, we'll get to your Laker Mount Rushmore, okay. and we'll get to broadcasting Mount Rushmore. Oh, you'll know I love that. We're going to get pretty chippy in upcoming podcasts. <laughs> this is the JT and Looney Podcast. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.